The more and more I think about it, the more I firmly believe that the Big 12 has got to say sayonara, see you later to ESPN. Hey, it's Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you as we start rolling through uh, another show. So um, this is what caught my attention this week. It was in the Richard Deitch podcast, sports media podcast. And he was talking to ESPN chairman Jimmy Pitaro. And Jimmy Pitaro talked about, and the main news piece that came out of this is that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are indeed uh, going to join the SEC. And Pitaro believes that that's going to be in 2025. I don't know if I believe it. I'll trust Jimmy Pitaro as far as I can throw him. I just like that's <laughs> that's the deal. Um, that's not going to change the way that ESPN handled its relationship with the Big 12 last summer, I will never forgive them for. It showed that their allegiance was to the SEC and, and to themselves as well. And if I'm the Big 12 and I'm looking ahead and I'm saying, okay, what is my league going to look like in 10 years? And who do I want my partners to be? Why would I want my partner to be a media outlet like ESPN that literally tried to destroy me and destroy us and sabotage us 12 months ago. Why would I want that? And let's not forget, ESPN, through its report, I'll always believe that last summer, as the Big 12 was floundering, ESPN conveniently had its reporters talking about the demise of the Big 12. Who was going where? What was going to work out? Pac-12 taking this person. Big Ten taking this team, ACC scooping up so-and-so. And remember, Bob Bowlesby went to war with ESPN at that time, and good for him in doing that. Right, Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, went to war with ESPN. He sent them a cease and desist letter alleging collusion in helping Oklahoma and Texas move to the SEC. The network did fire back on that, saying the accusations were made without merit. Maybe so, uh, but you know what? I think there's plenty of evidence to suggest, and there will continue to be plenty of evidence to suggest that ESPN certainly was okay with Oklahoma and Texas going to the Big 12, or excuse me, the SEC, leaving the Big 12 and the Big 12 ceasing to exist because it would have saved them tens of millions of dollars. If the Big 12 would have just went away, then that would have saved them because they pay a big chunk of, obviously, the Big 12 TV contract. Them and Fox Sports are the partners. They pay a large chunk of that money. And they would have said, you know, we don't want to pay all this money for these other Big 12 teams. So let's try to get them to blow up. Let's try to get the conference to fall apart. And Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 won out. But ESPN undoubtedly, in my mind, played a role. So as I think about the future of this league, you know, and, and um, the backdrop here is that the Big Ten is currently negotiating with ESPN and the Pac-12 both negotiating right now uh, with ESPN. So if you're the Big 12 and you already have this frosty relationship because it went down what went down last summer, you know the SEC is their bread and butter. They are negotiating right now with the Big Ten. Jimmy Pitaro said as much to uh, Richard Deitch, he said, quote, 
We have a great relationship with the Big Ten. They have been a big part of ESPN for a long time now. It's no secret here. We're in discussions. Uh, just like every other property, we enter these discussions understanding we can't get everything, and we're going to proceed with discipline and thoughtfulness. So he admits they're working with the Big Ten. Also, also uh, they're talking to the Pac-12. All right? I mean, that's not a secret either that ESPN is talking with the Pac-12. Jimmy Pitaro said about them, is there less inventory because of ESPN's deal with the SEC? Of course. But there's plenty of room, and we are pursuing both conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. We're absolutely pursuing both. Each conference deal is handled on a case-by-case basis. When we did the SEC deal, no one at ESPN said we were walking away from the other conferences. So if you're the Big 12, I'd start looking. And you're going to have options, right? I mean, CBS is going to be looking for football possibly. And don't think about it from just CBS's perspective. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald of Go Power Cat, credit to him. He brought this up on our podcast a few weeks ago. You know, CBS uh, is not just about big CBS, right? It's, it's about other channels. They own Paramount, all right? They own Paramount Plus. I, I love Yellowstone. Do you love Yellowstone? If that's the case, then guess what? You already have Paramount Plus. I do. But you have all these different other streaming outlets that are out there that are owned by CBS, Paramount, Paramount Plus, CBS Sports Network. Um, You know, you could work in a great package for the Big 12 around what CBS brings to the table. Maybe it's Amazon as they get involved in the NFL and in more sports moving forward. Uh, is, Is Apple on the table? They're involved with Major League Baseball. I mean, there's a ton of options that are going to come to fruition here and already are available. I would avoid ESPN because ESPN, I mean, this whole show, this my this entire website is here because of ESPN. Because I love the Big 12. I believed in the Big 12. I still obviously do. And I just, for, you know, years and years, I said, gosh, dang, especially after the last round of realignment, like ESPN doesn't care about this league anymore. It's time that somebody did in media, and it's time that we built a media outlet that did care about the Big 12, and that's exactly what we did here at Heartland College Sports. And don't be afraid. You know, I would say this to Big 12 officials or the decision makers, the presidents, the ADs. Don't be afraid of what not being a part of ESPN does. Don't be afraid. ESPN is a sinking ship. Nobody watches ESPN outside of live sports. Nobody watches SportsCenter. Nobody watches their garbage talking head shows. They're stale. They're old. They're boring. They have lame personalities. They're overtly political. Uh, I mean, no one cares what is on ESPN unless it's a game that you want to watch. This idea that, well, it's not just about being on ESPN. It's about then the ESPN brand carrying you around their other programming and talking more Big 12 than, you know, Pac-12 on their other shows. Nobody watches that crap. Like, nobody does. It's, it's more and more meaningless every day. Alternative media, podcasts, shows like this, uh, Yes, it's more fragmented. There's no doubt the industry is more fragmented. 
I'm never going to have the reach of ESPN and its prime doing this show, but I don't need to, right? I don't. The options are just splintering off. You want Big 12? You're coming here to this show. You can come here and know you're getting Big 12 every single week. You don't have to wait for an ESPN show to spend two and a half minutes of a 60-minute program hopefully talking about the Big 12. You don't have to do that anymore, and sports fans know that. They get that. They're aware of what you're aware of what's happening. That's why you're here on this show. So don't be afraid about, well, if we leave ESPN, ESPN's never going to talk about us. They're going to act like we don't exist. I've got another memo for uh, the Big 12 honchos who believe that. They already don't think you exist. They already barely care about you. It's like dealing with an ex-lover who beat you. And I understand, you know, there's that mentality of always crawling back. But don't crawl back if you're the Big 12. I mean, unless the money is so stupid, you can't turn it down, right? I mean, if the Big 12 or if uh, ESPN is offering tens of millions of dollars more or millions of dollars more on a per school basis than anybody else, then, I mean, that's fine. I, you know, you, you, you got to do what's best for the business. But if all else is equal, don't feel like ESPN's the only route. Just don't. And I'd be more inclined to say, we don't need you. All right. There are going to be other options. Live sports is in many ways, the only valuable thing left in uh, sports, in, in TV in general, in many ways, because you don't DVR it. You're actually going to watch the commercials. And know that you've got the upper hand. You've got a great product. You're going to be the only power conference that spans three time zones from West Virginia all the way to Provo, Utah. You got all that in your favor. Utilize it. Run with it. Act like you're the big boys in the room. Act like you've got the other upper hand. And stop acting like in a beaten ex because for too long the big 12 has been on defense and they played it safe and i'm glad that the big 12 i think is going to thrive in this new environment i am thrilled about it but it almost didn't happen it almost didn't happen pete mundo heartland college sports weekly part of heartlandcollegesports.com your independent big 12 Digital media outlet. It is uh, great to be here with you as we roll through another busy day. Wow. Uh, there's a lot happening in this league, even though it is the offseason. So we'll dive into much more of that. We've got uh, BYU Big 12 news we'll get into. Pretty excited about that. And we'll hit it next. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. So the BYU Cougars are getting set to, of course, join the league uh, next season, as are the other three Uh, Big 12 additions, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. But uh, this is pretty interesting. I saw this. uh, This came down earlier in the week. And that's that, you know, BYU's always had this weird schedule as an independent, right? And I don't know it incredibly well how they scheduled all these games, how they got all these games figured out. Uh, But uh, athletic director uh, for the Cougars noted that they will have a nine Big 12 game schedule in 2023 with three non-conference opponents. All right, so they're going to be full. They're going to be in full swing for the Big 12 come 2023. Not that there was ever a major doubt about that, but I did wonder with a team like BYU that's got all these contracts already uh, set in stone. I imagine in some way, 
agreements come to on future scheduling, uh, how that might change things going from an independent to a league. And if there was going to have to be, you know, a year or two where BYU said, you know, we can only play seven or eight Big 12 games because of reasons X, Y, or Z. But that's not happening. That's not true. And I'm already so excited about having BYU in this league. Like, I know they can't play Sundays, and some people saw that as a detriment to other sports. That doesn't bother me. We'll figure things out. But they genuinely seem, what I appreciate about BYU, is they genuinely seem like they are really excited and really wanting to work in being a part of this league. And they're willing to bend over backwards to make it work and to be a team player and to be on the same page with everybody in the conference and just, hey, how can we help? And let's be honest, if you've been following this league for a long time, as many of you have, uh, it usually hasn't been that way. It's been everybody kind of looking over their shoulders saying, who's going to stab me in the back next and why are they going to do it? And it's like, well, if I don't, if I'm not the person doing the stabbing, I'm very worried I'm about to get stabbed. Right? I mean, that's that's how this league has been. Going back, what, 15 years? It feels like it's been that way. So it's not like it's just been a couple of years. It's been a long time. And BYU genuinely feels like it's, like, happy to be here, happy to help out, happy to be part of the league. And I, I just think that's a breath of fresh air, and it's great, and it's so exciting to me. Um, as you know, just a Big 12 guy through and through, to see that kind of camaraderie building and that teamwork building between programs in so many ways. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. Now, uh, elsewhere around the Big 12 Conference, if you are a baseball fan, then you are locked into what's happening uh, this week with the College World Series continuing. And I could not believe this number when I saw it. Oklahoma versus Notre Dame baseball beat Major League Baseball's Sunday Night Baseball. Yes, the Men's College World Series, Oklahoma and Notre Dame, came out and beat Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, That is so darn impressive. Oklahoma won that game 6-2. And take a look at these numbers. On ESPN2 as well, I must add, Notre Dame, Oklahoma drew 1.33 million viewers. The White Sox and Astros on ESPN drew 1.08 million viewers. So about a quarter million more people, 25% more people, give or take, watched Notre Dame, Oklahoma on ESPN2 than watched Astros, White Sox on ESPN. That's amazing. And I say this as, it's not like I'm someone sitting here and saying this and being like, yeah, I told you guys you got to watch your college baseball. I mean, college, oh boy, you're missing out not watching college baseball. I've watched more college baseball uh, this year than I have in the last five years combined. We didn't really cover it until this year, in all fairness. Like, it's just not something that we really did. Um, It wasn't wasn't in a negative way. We just didn't have the time. We didn't have the resources. And I wasn't really into it, so I didn't feel a need to necessarily go down that road. But between our softball coverage last month, which Brian Clinton did a great job with, to our baseball coverage right now that uh you know Derek Duke's really doing a really good job with I like I I don't um I never really appreciated how fun this whole thing is from the regionals to the super regionals to the 
college world series double elimination into the finals like it's so 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 much fun uh to watch and it's hard to not get into it once you kind of get a groove and i had to have brian explain this to me it was like all right this double elimination help me figure out this bracket i don't know what the heck's going on like i I didn't get it i didn't like I'm, i'm fully admitting that to you i just didn't really get it but now i get it and now it's a heck of a lot of fun to watch because of how the brackets work, playing these elimination games. Somebody's going to move on to another elimination game. Someone's going to be done for the year. It's just so much fun to watch the whole thing. And uh, those numbers, when I saw those, like I-, I thought maybe it'll be close. But it's not even like Oklahoma and Notre Dame. I mean, those are two huge fan bases. But it's not like they're, you know, baseball blue bloods that many of us would think of in the college baseball world. That's what makes it even that much more impressive. So uh, we've got the baseball coverage continuing all week long at heartlandcollegesports.com. And of course, of course, of course, uh, hope you'll be watching that as we roll through the show on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Uh, If you're on the radio show, we love our affiliates. If you're on the podcast, leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot for a free Heartland College Sports koozie all you got to do for the koozie is leave the rating and review on uh, iTunes and then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. So uh, win totals have been updated. I'm not going to give you my win total rankings right now for the Big 12. I'm not going to tell you whether I like the over or the under for every team. We will do that here in the coming weeks before the season starts. But... The win totals are changing in the Big 12. And this goes to show you how loaded, how absolutely loaded and deep this conference is. Nobody has any idea what is going to happen in this league. All right. So the high end, according to Vegas, the high end for win totals, the over-under for Oklahoma is nine. The over-under for Texas is eight and a half. Then you've also got Oklahoma State at eight and a half. You've got Baylor at seven and a half. You have Iowa State at six and a half. Kansas State at six and a half. TCU at six and a half. Texas Tech and West Virginia at five and a half. And then uh, do not forget Kansas is sitting there at two and a half. But you've got nine teams all within three and a half wins of each other from five and a half to nine. 90% of your conference, according to Las Vegas, is within three and a half wins of each other for over-unders. That tells you everything you need to know about what an insane year this is going to be in the Big 12. And it may not be a year where the Big 12 gets teamed to the playoff. I'd say more likely than not, a Big 12 team will not be in the playoff this year. But this every Saturday afternoon, starting in conference play, is going to be the most wild, the most entertaining, the closest conference in terms of, uh, you know, a a drop ball here, uh, a blown coverage there that is not just deciding games, but deciding who is going to be in the conference race come November. That's how crazy this league is going to be. And Kansas State, I got a note, hey, Kansas State's getting some love there at six and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not warranted. I think it certainly is. 
But um, very, very interesting to look at these updated win totals and just see that what this tells you is that Vegas has no idea. Vegas has absolutely no idea what this league is going to look like. And that's why you've got Oklahoma on the high end with nine, and then everybody but Kansas between nine and five and a half wins. That is crazy, crazy stuff. And it is going to make this so much fun. So uh, (laughs) be sure you're, I'll say it this way, be sure you're staying with us on this show. You do not want to go anywhere because, uh, especially once the season goes, it's going to get wild. That's why you want to be on the radio show every single week. You want to be subscribed to the podcast as well. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll also get you a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to my email, PeteMundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. That's Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O. And uh, get you a Heartland College Sports koozie just for leaving a rating and review and subscribing because that's how this show continues to build. Thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.